We have one remaining Liberty individual, and he's not going to let her leave the aircraft at this time. He made me feel very sure that uh, we had a very real and horrifying threat. We don't know who he was, where he came from, or where he went. Hi folks, it's Ryan Burns, and today I wanted to share with everyone one of the more intriguing stories to emerge from the FBI files that have been released these past few years. Despite the dozens of confessions that various individuals have made over the years claiming to be Cooper, only one man would actually serve prison time for making such a claim. And even though this man wasn't D.B. Cooper, several of the eyewitnesses would later tell the FBI that this man looked just like their hijacker. This is the story of Donald Sylvester Murphy, the best Cooper lookalike. In late December 1971, Carl Fleming, a well-respected investigative journalist and contributing editor for Newsweek, placed an ad in several Seattle papers. This ad was addressed to D.B. Cooper. It was asking Cooper to come forward under anonymity and tell his story. He provided a number to call and then sat back and waited. A month passed, and he finally got a call one night from a man who claimed to be acting as the agent for D.B. Cooper. The agent asked for $30,000 for the interview. This is about $215,000 in today's money. When Fleming asked for some sort of proof, he was supplied with photocopies of three $20 bills with serial numbers matching those from the Cooper ransom. Of course, it turned out that these were just primitive photoshops, but they were still enough to pass the smell test of this respected journalist. With this alleged proof in hand, Fleming was able to secure $30,000 from a wealthy friend of his, agreeing to split the profits from the story. Fleming had also managed to secure book and film rights from this phony Cooper. The two groups arranged to meet on February 16, 1972, and during interviews that were conducted in a Seattle hotel room and then later on in La Center, Washington, the alleged Cooper told Fleming that he had committed the hijacking after he had been unceremoniously let go by Boeing after years of working for them as an engineer. He stated to Fleming that this hijacking was a way to get back at the system that had screwed him over. This phony Cooper was actually a man named Donald Sylvester Murphy, a 50-year-old Seattle native. Far from being a Boeing engineer, Murphy had spent much of his working career operating heavy construction equipment. By 1971, he was in pretty dire straits, though. He had recently been divorced, lost his job, and was managing a growing drinking problem. Murphy had been brought into this scheme to play Cooper by a neighbor, 33-year-old Jack Lewis. Lewis gave Murphy a 17-page script to memorize, and Murphy also spent time at the library researching as much as he could about the hijacking from the various newspapers. Murphy even went to a skydiving center outside Seattle and had a skydiver explain his technique to him. So he had definitely done his homework to be able to pull off this scheme and to convince Fleming that he really was D.B. Cooper. But a week before Newsweek was scheduled to run a cover story based on these interviews, Fleming got a little spooked and had an attorney friend contact the FBI to check for discrepancies. The FBI almost immediately were able to realize that the photocopies of these ransom 20s were just good forgeries. Newsweek canceled the story, and a upset and embarrassed Fleming revealed the identities of Murphy and Lewis to the FBI, and the two were promptly arrested and charged with fraud. While the men were awaiting trial, Fleming decided that he shouldn't let a good story go to waste, so he published it in a new magazine that he had just created, simply titled L.A. Magazine. It ran as a three-part series in the weekly publication, and in the final story, Fleming revealed to readers of the magazine that he had been the victim of a hoax. 
He admitted that he and his partner had been defrauded of over $30,000 bringing them this story. Both Murphy and Lewis were eventually convicted in federal court of wire fraud, with Murphy being sentenced to two years and Lewis being sentenced to three years. An interesting side note about this hoax is that the U.S. attorney who prosecuted this case was Larry Feingold. In an ironic twist straight from the pages of fiction, Feingold had actually been one of the 35 passengers taken hostage by Cooper. With all that background established, let's move on to what this video is really about, which is the very close resemblance that Donald Murphy apparently shared with the real D.B. Cooper. When the FBI were first informed about the hoax, Fleming had supplied them with some of the photographs he had taken of Murphy posing as Cooper. The FBI then included these photos as part of photo lineups and showed them to the Cooper eyewitnesses, on the off chance that Murphy actually was the real Cooper. Before we continue, let me briefly explain what these photo displays were. During the first year or two of the investigation, the FBI would routinely visit the eyewitnesses with photographs of various suspects. The FBI files are positively full of the reports about these various photo displays that occurred throughout the investigation. And of the hundreds and hundreds of photos of suspects that were shown to the eyewitnesses, only a tiny handful of suspects were ever actually chosen by these eyewitnesses as resembling the hijacker. Included in this group is Fred Catalano, whom passenger Robert Gregory picked out as having a very strong resemblance to the hijacker. Catalano actually makes a pretty compelling Cooper suspect, and I'm sure I'll do a video about him at some point soon. Another individual noted as looking like the hijacker was Alan Cooper. In 1973, stewardess Alice Hancock pulled him from a photo lineup and stated that he bore the closest resemblance to the hijacker of anyone she had yet seen. But with Murphy, it wasn't just one eyewitness who pulled him from the photo lineup, it was multiple eyewitnesses, including those witnesses who were believed to have gotten the best looks at Cooper, such as stewardesses Tina Mucklow and Florence Schaffner, as well as passengers Robert Gregory and Bill Mitchell. It was two photos in particular of Murphy that appeared to provoke a strong response from the witnesses. In these photos, taken during Fleming's interview with Murphy, Murphy's wearing dark glasses and a knit cap. Florence Schaffner, the only stewardess who actually interacted with Cooper before the hijacking began, stated that Murphy more closely resembled the hijacker than any of the hundreds of photographs that she had seen up to that point. She specifically liked the mouth, nose, lips, and the style of glasses. Her only complaint was that she seemed to remember that the forehead and the face of the hijacker was thinner than Murphy's. Tina Mucklow stated that she could not ID him as the hijacker, but wanted to see more photographs of Murphy. Passenger Robert Gregory claimed that these photos had a striking similarity with the hijacker. Another passenger, Cord Spreckle, told the FBI that there were definite characteristics between Murphy and the hijacker, and he wanted to see more photographs. For passenger Bill Mitchell... His involvement with Donald Murphy had actually began before the FBI ever showed him Murphy's photo. As the passenger seated closest to Cooper, Mitchell has always been considered a high-priority witness. So several days before the FBI showed up with Murphy's photographs, Carl Fleming himself had actually reached out to Mitchell. The two agreed to meet to discuss the hijacking, and during the meeting, Fleming showed Mitchell several photographs of Murphy. But Mitchell refused to tell Fleming whether or not these photographs actually looked like the hijacker. He later told the FBI that he didn't want to divulge such information to anyone outside of law enforcement, but 
that these photographs of Murphy looked more like the hijacker than any of the 500 photographs he had seen up to that point. So I find it particularly compelling that you've got Florence Schaffner on one side of the country being interviewed and shown these photographs and saying that this guy looks more like the hijacker than any of the hundreds of photographs she had seen. Then you have Bill Mitchell saying pretty much the exact same thing. So I'd say that's really strong evidence that Murphy and Cooper certainly bore a very close resemblance to each other. However, it is important to point out that once the passengers were shown photos of Murphy without his cap on, they all agreed that he was not their hijacker, with all of them pointing out that Cooper had much more hair than Murphy. So what are we to make of this unusually high amount of praise that was heaped upon Murphy's photos? One could possibly dismiss it by claiming that because Murphy was wearing sunglasses in the photos that this somehow erroneously influenced the eyewitnesses. But I don't buy that. We've got several witnesses specifically stating which features they liked. Bill Mitchell pointed out a resemblance in the mouth, the chin, and the neck with Schaffner liking his nose, lips, and mouth, specifically. Additionally, if we look at the other suspects whose photos were chosen over the years, the aforementioned Fred Catalano and Alan Cooper, certain features are common between those men and Donald Murphy. Most notable to me are their sort of thin, pointed noses and narrow faces. With the sketches all looking like different people, I believe that we can look to the features of the individuals chosen from the photo lineups as providing us with a general template of what a good Cooper suspect needs to look like. For example, let's take a suspect like Walter Recco. There are certainly a multitude of reasons why many people feel he is a poor suspect, but let's look at him strictly based on his physical features. His head has a square shape to it that is in stark contrast to the narrow, angular features of Murphy, Alan Cooper, and Catalano. And it's not just his head shape that doesn't match, but his nose as well. These men all seem to have more narrow noses compared to the wide and bulbous nose of Recca. So if the only information I had about Walter Recca were his photos, I'd be extremely hesitant to consider him as a valid Cooper suspect just based off how much his features contrast with individuals like Donald Murphy or Alan Cooper. So for today, I just wanted to give you all an introduction to Donald Sylvester Murphy and tell you a little bit about his story. After all, this is the only guy who actually served prison time for claiming to be D.B. Cooper. But more importantly for Donald Sylvester Murphy, I believe he gives us a pretty good template to use for determining how D.B. Cooper might have looked. When you have so many star witnesses claiming that this guy is the best that they've seen out of hundreds of photographs, we should probably listen. <laughs> 